Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Pappy Van Winkle. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? Very good. Excited to try this bottle. This is a, uh, one we've hunted for a long time to try and get, so it's... Yeah, absolutely. And we're recording this the weekend of the... The uh, the conference championships as well, NFC yeah. championship, AFC championship, and we, of course, as I'm sure listeners know, we're in the Cincinnati area, and uh, we're both Bengals fans, and we're very excited and nervous about tomorrow. Andy, how are you feeling about the game? Uh, good. I mean, I think the Bengals, I think they stay in a good chance of winning it. It's, I think they have the easier game here. Gotcha. Um, you know, they, uh, they're definitely facing a banged up uh, Travis Kelsey and... Patrick Mahomes, so that'll make sure. it easier. But I think it's probably going to come down to it like last year. So you had to put twenty bucks on the game. You're going Bengals. By the, but yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Unless, unless Kelsey and Mahomes just somehow come out like a hundred percent fully healthy. Yeah, Bengals by at least a score. Agreed. I, I agree. I'm of course very nervous and and, and uh, I'm worried about the the game, but I do think the Bengals are going to prevail. I think I'm going to go um, put a few uh, shekels on the Bengals money line. That's going to be my best bet. You so you think the other one is uh, going to be a little closer? You're not really sure what, what's going to happen. I, th- I think the NFC Championship game, yeah, is going to be tougher. Gotcha. So you think the Niners? Because a lot of people are going with the Eagles. The Eagles are the favorites coming in. I think it's two and a half points uh, favorite. So you're you're thinking maybe the 49ers might come away with it. I, I think they, yeah, I think that they stand a chance. If any team's going to upset the Eagles, yeah, I think they're the ones that stand a chance of doing it. Gotcha. So if you have to put 20 bucks on it, you're going Niners? Not, Niners by three. Niners gotcha. by a field goal, probably Bengals by either a field goal or a touchdown. Niners by three. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Eagles. I think if it's two and a half points, I would even take the Eagles with the points. Um, I just think Jalen Hurts is going to, on big moments, is going to be able to run the ball effectively. I think... Um, you know, I think Goddard's going to be involved and, and Devonta yeah. Smith and AJ Brown's going to have a big game. I just think they're going to be able to run the ball if they get up big. I just think the Eagles are, and they have a great defense, a great pass rush. I think the 49ers are the second best team, in my opinion, in the NFC. And I think the Eagles are oh, just yeah. going to squeak by. I would go through the Eagles win by three, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, that's so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the games. And what's also very exciting is this episode. We've been talking for years now, maybe over a year yeah. and a half, something like that, about how badly we want to do uh, this episode. And uh, we're finally doing it. So Andy, yeah. let's jump right on in. Tell everyone out there everything they need to know about Pappy Van Winkle. Of course. So this is, um, it's the old Rip Van Winkle Distillery. Um, for anybody that doesn't know that about the brand, um, but it's founded effectively. Um, by Julian Pappy Van Winkle Sr. Um, and he began working at the liquor wholesaler uh, W.O. Weller and Sons, which another famous um, Buffalo Trace, you know, brand. Um, now that name is. Um, and he ended up buying that like a few short years later uh, alongside a, another salesman that they had um, about a decade and a half later. Uh, and... Actually, if you know your history about like W.O.L. or they actually um, did a lot of their stuff through the uh, Stitzel Distillery, uh, like right out in Shively, Kentucky, which is right off the um, side, like kind of the suburbs of Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, the suburbs of Louisville. Um, and that was where they got like sourced a lot 
of their bourbon um, was there. Uh, and then they ended up actually merging the two to found, well, what you now know, know the distillery as, which is a Stitzel Weller distillery, um, which uh, has since ended up closing, but that's where they got their, um, a lot of their start off of. And then ended up, they, of course, through that, they were one of the six uh, distilleries that got a license during Prohibition to uh, distill and sell for medicinal purposes all their bourbons. Um, although actual, like, Pappy Van Winkle, that brand, hadn't been established yet under their labels. Um, it was, uh, like I said, they were operating, even though they hadn't owned the Stissel Willow Distillery, they were operating under kind of a subsidiary name, if you will, the uh, Old Rip Van Winkle Distillery, operating out of... Um, the Stitzel Weller um, premises and oversight. Um, and so it ended up being just something like in 1964, he ended up, um, Pappy ended up giving uh, the reins over to Julian Jr., uh, his son, who oversaw um, all their distilling operations until the brand was sold off in 1972 fully to the Stitzel Weller distillery. Um, and... That's about the time, like the 60s and 70s was about the time that they actually founded the um, the old Rip Van Winkle line um, as a side project for him and his son, Julian III, uh, in case Julian III wished to continue, you know, in the business, which he did. Um, and now they're on their fourth oversight, or fourth son, so the, or the fourth generation of uh, Preston, um, who joined the brand in 1999 post-college. Um, and he, ar around this time is when they actually ended up selling to their current owners, um, Buffalo Trace. Mm. Um, at, le at least the Van Winkle line. That's a Weller. And the Weller line had, um, well, the Weller line had been sold like a couple years prior to it. Then the old Rip Van Winkle line sold in about 02, I want to say, um, to Buffalo Trace. Gotcha. And... Um, of course, a big selling point for the Van Winkles in doing this, although they themselves still like basically control everything. They oversee all of the operations for their bottles that they, that they're putting their names on. Um, a big reason for them selling was one Buffalo Trace's distilling power and abilities, um, just the size that they are, uh, even back then when they weren't putting like a billion dollars worth of new warehouses and stuff and equipment in like every couple of years like they are now. But another big one, um, selling point for them was for anybody that knows, um, it was the fact that they had a weed, the weeded mash bill from the Wellers, which is pff, rumored to be, um, well, it, it is the same mash bill. Um, but it was something that at least at that time, was similar prior to selling similar, if not exactly the same mash bill that the Van Winkles were already using. And a big reason why, um, they use a weeded mash bill is because, uh, Julian senior Pappy Van Winkle, when he was back in his heyday, when he was sitting there running everything, he loved, um, he loved their weeded mash bills that like Stitzel Weller and the Wellers were doing. Um, so that was a big, um, selling point for them to do it. And then, of course, 
another big selling point was just they didn't have as much um like they had their existing barrels stocks were kind of dwindling um so it was another big selling point for them to do it then of course this is um not just the only reason why it's um famous and very popular and tough to get your hands on um you know right now i probably you ask anybody to name a, a tough allocated bottle to find they're probably this is probably going to be one of the first ones you ever think of that people see 100 percent. everyone wants the the, the yeah. winkle yeah and it you know it helps that they intentionally limit the number of bottles that go out every year because uh, right. they like to have the reputation um just very exclusive reputation if you will um but it was something that you know they also have the high age statements on it that make it even tougher to find um and it's of course a very reputable quality product uh and it was something that you know a lot of this popularity while it was popular kind of pre-sale to buffalo trace um most of their popularity has come since they sold off to Buffalo Trace in the early 2000s there. Gotcha. Um, and, like, there's a lot of chefs. Like, I know Anthony Bourdain has um, sat there and touted it. Uh, a lot of famous celebrities have touted it as well as being very good. Um, but something else that really helped explode the market for all the entire Van Winkle line um, was back in 2013, um, and they actually made a Netflix show about this last year, either last year in 2022 or in 2021, um, called Heist. Two of the episodes are dedicated to this. Um, there was a heist back in 2013 that, um, of like 65 cases of Pappy Van Winkle, their 20 year, um, and then nine cases of 13 year old Van Winkle, uh, family reserve rye uh along with like some eagle rare and other like wild turkey products and everything like that it was all stolen yeah yeah there was they actually uh caught two two guys um they found like two workers or a few workers yeah um had just been kind of like siphoning it off and they finally just found it after a few years of that happening damn um that the several cases were missing and (laughs) somehow a lot of people were finding it um right and so that's really where, like, after that, the, and the national, even, I think, international media coverage that that <laughs> event got, that's really when it exploded a lot on the scene for most people to try and get it. That's so funny. Yeah. I had no <laughs> idea. I never heard. I know, obviously, a lot about Pappy, and I yeah. know how popular it is and how good it is. I had never heard that story before, though. That's so, that's so yeah. interesting. It's like an episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, of course, all that... Um, you know, that really exploded the fame for the brand, at least in the last about decade or so, uh, was that event happening. Um, and, of course, this has led to, like, a lot of counterfeits and things like that, that um, sure. or attempts to counterfeit their mm-hmm. uh, bourbon. Um, in, like, Good just old, Yeah, in just <laughs> old, old um, bottles that, like, people were buying off eBay and stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, there's no way they're making that quality. <laughs> no, no. Maybe the bourbon's as good of quality, but probably that's how they're finding like the old labels and stuff of it. But um, that that's really where it is. And so all their products, so they have a um, 
Old Rip Van Winkle 10-year bourbon, um, a 12-year Lot B, uh, Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-year Old Lot B bourbon. Uh, and that's the one we're trying today. Um, and I'll go into a little bit of how I got that bottle. Hmm. Was lucky enough to get that bottle. Um, they also have, like I was saying just a couple of se- minutes ago, um, their 13-year-old Van Winkle Family Reserve rye, as well as the um, four different actual ones that go under the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve name or label that you see um, most popularized in most media and everything. They have their 15-year, 20-year, and 23-year, and those are all um, those are all still in production today, um, in distillation and everything today. Hmm. And then they used to have, uh, I don't know how, I, I don't know the date that they stopped making this. They used to pre-selling the brand to um, Buffalo Trace make a 25-year-old bourbon as well under the Bat P. Van Winkle Um Label two, hmm. so definitely got the age statements. They've got the popularity, um, and that's where, in part, because they're so popular, that's why it's very uh, tough to find them. Right. Um, on top of the limited qu- quantity that they make every year, so I got, I yeah, they're so, extremely hard to find. Oh, very hard to and find. You, you really kind of lucked into this. Yeah, this I really lucked into this one. Um, so how I lucked into the bottle. Um, it was through in, a, in Ohio, like our liquor division um, always has like an end of, they put on a few different um, lotteries throughout the year, but the end of year one is always like the Pappy uh, one that everybody tries to get. Right. Uh, so I luckily. I entered. <laughs> yeah. Um, and luckily I was able to get the bottle, got it at retail. So seventy nine ninety nine. I was bad. able to buy it for that. Um, although I know that's not probably everybody's price. Um, that you're going to be able to find these at. For now, probably not. There's a, most of their products, uh, along with the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection line, which is kind of their sister exclusive line that Buffalo Trace makes. Um, Most of these bottles do have a high secondary market value for them. And all of them get traded on the secondary market. Um, I think this one, I forget which most, what most of the Van Winkles go for. Uh, I know they're all of them on the secondary market um, go for thousands of dollars. Just kind of depends on which one you get. Yeah, if I'm just like based on the ads, you just Google the you know to buy one of these bottles. Yeah, um, just based on the ads at the top of the Google page, I'm seeing twelve hundred dollars, twelve hundred, oh, yeah. thirteen hundred. Uh, this one's twenty three hundred. Uh, yeah, twenty seven hundred, three grand. Yeah, so you're looking at anywhere between, you know. Eleven, you're looking between twelve hundred dollars and and three three grand basically. Yeah. On secondary for this specific bottle. Yeah, th- this one actually last I saw, I was looking at it like eleven to twelve hundred bucks on the secondary market. Yeah. Or at least what secondary prices are. Um, for sure. So I definitely lucked in, saved myself a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> eighty bucks is a lot better than thirteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we ready for the tasting? Yeah. All right, Andy, let's do it. Um, I, I usually say pour yourself a glass of this and join us, uh, but of course it's going to be very hard. Probably I know. very tough. So I apologize if you guys do not have the uh, the Van Winkle Special Reserve 12-year-old Lot B, but if you do or have any of the other Van Winkle products, please pour yourself a glass and join us in this tasting. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Very sweet nose. Yeah, that's very I mean, nice. It's, it's, 
of course, that very stereotypical, like, Weller, Buffalo Trace, weed and mash bill yep. nose. You can get the, you smell the yeah. sweetness, absolutely. I get a, like, slight floral as well. Um, not too complex, but just like, very lovely. Yeah. And, I mean, it's something that, like, clearly you can tell they, even at 12 years old, they definitely put the hard work in to make it 100%. be so good. Let's, uh, let's taste it. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, that is very good. Um, what's the it's so smooth? What what's the proofage on it? Uh, ninety point four proof. Okay. Um, so it's like forty five point two percent alcohol. Um, not the you know not the heaviest on the um, proofage there, but you know I I think it's fine that because it, it drinks that way. It tastes great. What what yeah. are some of the notes that you're picking up, Andy? I mean, honestly, like. Kind of get those fruit and floral notes. Yep. Some, like, even for it being 12 years old, you don't really get a lot of, like, the um, oak influence. I mean, some oak influence on it, but... There's something very distinct that I don't get in a lot of bourbons. I just can't place... I just can't place what it is. I don't... Yeah. I don't know if like it's, like, this, a smoky caramely type note. Yeah, there is some, like, sweetened sugar, like, marshmallow or something. Yeah. Like that in it that I kind of get, um, it, along with the oh. fruit and floral. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you get the Kentucky hug like immediately. Oh yeah, like it's just, mm, it's it just pure gold, pure unicorn tears. Yep, it's just drinking from the the Tita Pappy. Yeah, as Gilfoyle would say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but man, it's incredible. Yeah, it's very good. Really good stuff. I'm excited to go uh, finish this uh, in the other room and watch some college basketball. Watch yeah. me lose some more money. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, you know, man, this is incredible. I can't wait to uh, hopefully one day we can get our, our hands on some of the other expressions from yeah. this line. From the, from the Pappy Winkle Family Reserve because, man, I can't even imagine. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to every episode of Distilled Discussion, share with your friends, follow us on social media. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America, we'll be here to drink with you next week.